Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. It's going to be warm. It's certainly warming up. We're actually going to talk to Ray Stajic a little bit later, get a sense of uh, exactly what the weather looks like, and maybe some of the concerns as it gets into the 90s. Yeah. And we hit maybe Again. maybe the hottest day of the year already coming up. Uh, we can look forward to that, I say. I think it's mm-hmm. been the hottest June ever, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah, in the history of the world, but as in... Long as they've been keeping track of that, the, in the history hmm. of Chicago, the warmest June. I did not so know that. Yeah. So we're only halfway through. Wow. Right? It's true, yeah. Did I miss something? <laughs> I'll admit that I don't know what day it is <laughs> a lot of times, right? But it is. it might be a good day for golf. Ooh. Speaking of that, we've got our links and drinks. It's always a good day for golf. Coming up at Klein Creek Golf Club. Uh, you can register right now at WLSAM.com. Play some golf with us. Uh, challenge John Howell to a game of best ball. Good luck with you on that. I think John Howell should be on the tour, quite honestly, as much as he plays. Uh, it's going to happen Monday, July 26th, and we've got all kinds of free stuff to give away, uh, check out that free stuff at WLSAM.com. Yeah, Register. Too things way way too many that. things to go over. Maybe. And you can come out and play, play a little golf with us. Maybe you need a nice round of golf. Maybe you need to play hooky on a Monday. Yeah. Which is, which is, I'm told, what July 26th is. I haven't flipped my calendar yet. <laughs> um, because you're burned out. And I think it's interesting because I think there is a perception for a lot of people that, um, Burnout means you have to be in the office. Burnout means you got to be at the factory. Burnout means you were you were driving, you know, whatever you do, you, whatever you think. Burnout can, what do you want to say, uh, manifest itself in a variety of different ways. And we're finding out from the people that do studies of this that the American worker is, in many ways, uniquely burned out by the pando by the last 15 months yeah well and you know because i think about huh, a lot of workers are home not even getting dressed but that doesn't mean it's a mental state more yes. than a physical yes and actually then it becomes physical too right you just get tired because your brain's tired and i i you know so you wonder is it more about the pandemic about the worrying and the anxiety and and you know working so, differently you even though you're home i think that's part of it because i got a, i have a friend who I would argue is completely burned out and has been working remotely almost this entire time. But working remotely brings upon a whole variety of different challenges, whether it's Zoom calls, technology, the damn Wi-Fi isn't working. Right. In, the guy from IT can't make your, it's a your lot computer stre- more work. Stressful. And, and you tend, like we talked about, and I think there's a lot to this. Are you one of those people that work and not working, like that's just become a very blurred line. Yeah. Like you may say, well, you know, hey, I might start a little later. I, I, I might wear my PJs, you know, well into the morning. I might not work at two in the afternoon because I got to go and do this and the other. But you do find yourself, you know, replying to emails at 730 at night or Saturday afternoon. You're catching up on the things you didn't get. And so that line just gets blurred and we're finding more and more people just say they're burned out. Okay. So now what? Because I think bosses, employers, managers have to acknowledge, understand, and in some way, shape, or form deal with this. Or what did we have yesterday? The summer of quitting? You're going to find people that just say, it's not worth it.
it's just not worth it anymore. But so, but we know that people don't want to really go back to the office, right? A lot of people want That's a big to, part. So, what's that about? If you're burned out because you're working remotely, you why don't maybe, you want to go back to the office? Do you not even realize maybe what was burning you out? Is and working from home burning you out? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I wonder if burnout is is rather bored out. Are, are people? It's the boredom of mm-hmm. light, not their job. You're right; they're working, but that's all they're doing. They haven't been doing anything else really, so it just it it, it magnifies that situation. I, I, you know, and maybe radio isn't a very good barometer because it's such a weird business. Maybe compared to other ones, mm-hmm. we don't have regular hours by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think a lot of workplaces, when they bring people back, when they say, okay, hashtag old normal, July 1st, August 1st, September 1st, whatever it is, uh, office is open for business, see you back here, yippee, 9 a.m. meeting in the conference room, we'll be taking roll, you know. One of the, like, the management experts and those people are saying, you know, you might have to do things like allow for some longer breaks. You might have to acknowledge that the transition back is going to be stressful, difficult, and burn people out. And listen, you could say, suck it up, buttercup, great. Then you just might be spending a lot of time trying to replace people. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 hiring, i got to tell you, as a boss, yeah, hiring is, butt, yeah. is a pain in the butt. It is difficult. And nowadays... Oh my God, ever since they invented HR, it just takes forever. There's paperwork and all these steps you have to go through where it's so much easier to retain good employees than it is to try to go out and find them. So what are they going to do? How are you going to address it? Yeah, yeah no, you're going to have to be, you're definitely going to have to be flexible. People might even want, you know, two days on, two days at home. Maybe to start with. Flex, yeah, to start with, because they're... There's that work part, that burnout part, and then there is the pando part. Pando. Where, it, you know, even though I personally, and I've said this, I, I didn't have an issue. I enjoyed sitting back and saying, all right, let's all take a breather here. Let's have a reset. I didn't need to keep going out and, you know, going to parties and having to do things constantly and have a calendar. I was happy to have a year off. But some people now, that year off, it's it's easy how you fall into habits, right? You think you've worked your whole life and now you didn't yeah. really work maybe that year. Well, everything sets in. All that anxiety, all that stress, all that the pandemic was stressful. Mm-hmm. People were dying, right? It was it was really stressful. And now I understand the people who are a little bit hesitant about jumping all the way back in. And and think about going to work, getting up, taking a shower, getting dressed. What what clothes what's even in style? We lost a whole year. Getting in your car, getting in your car, driving, or getting on a train—you haven't mm-hmm. done that in a year, fifteen months, maybe. Well, you talk about going ch- changing downtown. of those habits, but but you know, I, I, and I look at it also, and again, just looking at some of my friends that have been working remotely, they're in the habit of—they're always at work because the laptop mm-hmm. is on their kitchen counter. They're never not at work. Yeah. There, there's never not a time you can work. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Think about, I call my boss or text my boss at all hours of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't even think twice about it. And my personal And boss, vice versa. Yeah. And this, I'm sure people do that. So, yeah, everyone is, it's 24 hours now. You're yeah. kind of on call 24 hours. Hey, Randy in Joliet. 
What point would you like to make? Hit me. Good morning. Uh, basically, my message is for those office workers who are feeling stressed, cry me a river. I'm a frontline worker at a grocery store. Okay. All we've had is increased business. All we've had are people with masks or without masks screaming at us. Ooh. So if you're all stressed out about not being able to get to your desk, you can cry me well, a river. Well, along those lines, Randy, I got to hold on. But I got I to I gotta imagine, Randy, even amongst, I'm thinking of you and your fellow employees, those people that have been doing that, there's got to be a measure of burnout there. You guys have been working harder or doing things that you were never asked to do before. Plus, we hear about like a labor shortage. I've heard of a lot of places where people are having to do more yeah. just because there aren't as many employees. I would maybe argue you guys are suffering burnout more than others. We're about eight to ten people down at the moment, been See? trying to hire left and right, but we're also having that problem of uh, lack of employee, lack yeah. of people coming in to apply. Listen, I, I think you deserve a break, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's the only way they're going to get a break is yeah. if they have more they help more and there is right? no help. We can't give Randy a day off. Who else going to work? Yeah, Ugh. I mean, that's how I feel. It's like okay, before the pando, you were getting up every day and going to work. Okay, ease back into it. But things have to get back to normal at some point. At some point. You have to go into the office five days a week just at like you point. used to. You know. You say that, and I, know, I just think I there's a lot of people that look at I it and know. go, mm, no. Well, okay, well, then take the time. And then, yeah, then six months later though. when your unemployment yeah. runs out and you yeah. can't pay your bills and your mortgage and your rent. I think they're perfectly willing to wait for that time. Hey, absolutely. And they're making a conscious decision. But if they were... They're going to become a hobo, like my mom used to say. It was easy enough to fall into the habit of working at home. It'll be easy enough to get back to the habit of working outside. Mom back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I think think people have gotten a little too used to it. Yeah, it's a mindset, right? You don't want to go back. Right. We have to get back to normal at some point. Good morning. Happy Thursday. We jump right into the 6 o'clock hour. Here are the big three stories we are keeping an eye on. And Cheese, you'll kick it off. Yeah, the Tokyo Olympics about, uh, what, about a month away, yeah. something like that. Uh, about 10,000 volunteers yesterday said that the COVID protocols are not adequate and they go. might quit too. So more volunteers quitting. Will the Tokyo Olympics go on? Yes or no? Without Should volunteers, maybe. Hey, extreme heat is baking the West, toppling long-standing records. They're saying uh, that 134-degree record in Death Valley oh, could be broken. Mm. <laughs> Good grief. Ridiculously hot. And we're one step closer to a 21-person elected school board in the city of Chicago, although the mayor doesn't like it whatsoever, remains to be seen if the governor will go along and sign it into law. Listen, you don't have to look any further than Chicago to know that violence is an issue. Gun violence, specifically. We just had the story of the the, the five people shot yesterday. Was it yesterday morning? morning? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And targeted in some way, shape, or form. Two two gunmen at large, all the victims shot in the head. I mean... That was a Wednesday morning. Tuesday 6.30 a.m. Yeah. yeah, not Friday night mm-hmm. at a party or something. You know, these bizarre things. And we, we hear about that. Listen, it's almost embarrassing. We come in Monday, and the standard fare... And I don't know whether we should be doing it more or doing it less... Yeah. ...is running down the the tally... What was the number over the weekend? 
But if you think Chicago is uniquely violent, you're not paying attention to the rest of the country because gun violence is on the rise. Joining us right now, Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. And 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 we it just that can't be overstated, can it? I mean, there is something afoot out there and we're feeling it coast to coast, Brad. So it's a combination of a number of variables. I mean, why we are more violent is it's not simplistic. It's extremely complex because because obviously violence comes from so many different directions. Fair. From gangs, from people just being angry at the other person and picking up a gun and shooting them. I mean, so it you know there's mental health issues sometimes. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But you've got to, you know the big problem, and this is nothing new, of course, is that when you combine the pandemic with big-time job, uh, job loss mm. in certain groups of people um, and 23 million guns that were sold last year alone, it, it, it's just a recipe. And this, one more thing, and this general anger because – and politicians do not help this. They create intolerance in people by you know, not wanting to work together and just bashing – folks who don't agree with them, that adds to the psyche of people mm. and clearly demonstrated on January 6th. But you combine all of these things, and what you have is the recipe of where we are, and I, I'm concerned about where we'll go this summer. And, uh, you know, I don't I, I tend to look at it as more of a long term thing than short term that this is like it's been simmering for a while or oh. something happened that brought this out in people. That's always kind of been there. You know what I mean? I, I, I always hesitate to say, oh, well, the pandemic, because it feels more like people it's a free for all. Like they don't care anymore yeah. or they don't think they're going to be right. punished. Hmm. Right. So think about it this way, that if you funk function in an anger rage level, then you don't really have any ability to deal with things rationally. And so that that anger and rage that we see in people at protests, we see it in the street, you know, demonstrated even one gang against the other. When you have that level of anger and rage, you're not going to do rational things. You're going to do whatever releases your anger, which could be physically aggressive, could be pulling out a gun. Um, and we've got a real anger problem in this country that you know I think has increased in the last four years in particular, um, and we're not getting a handle on it. Yeah, again, we're talking to uh, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst Brad Garrett on gun violence in America. Uh, I mean, just this past weekend, 120 people were killed in 10 different mass shootings. In seven different states, these mass shootings. I, Brad, is is it true or is it just my imagination? Is something I heard. Do, do do these mass shootings beget more mass shootings? Is there a contagion effect to some of these? Because it's it felt like we went a year without a mass shooting, and now it feels like you can't go four hours without one. The answer to that question is yes, but also keep in mind, and I hate, I hate to keep going back to the pandemic. But because people now are out in settings like schools, more people in grocery stores, uh, then, you know, to start with, we have a mass shooting. And then four hours later, we have another mass shooting. Mm -hmm. And they do, they do play with each other. Unfortunately, people who want to commit that level of mass violence, 
get emboldened by people who have pulled it off. Because let's face it, people who commit mass shootings, by and large, don't care if they die or not. And so if if that is sort of the your variable as to whether you're going to do it, and you see that somebody has just pulled it off, then I'm going to go. I'm going to go release this anger and rage toward, you know, my boss or fellow students at school or folks in the grocery store. It becomes more global many times when you go to a grocery store because you don't know who you're shooting. But the point being, it's a release of anger or rage. And I, I know we always talk about gun control when this comes up. And, that you know, obviously that's a big part of it. But what about that part that we are now talking about, which is, you know, the, the psyche of the of the shooter? How do we address that? Yeah, where's the pressure relief valve? Well, it, it really starts when we're younger. And I would be willing to bet even if you look at Chicago through the pandemic, Programs that you had, like after-school programs for kids, sport, sports that kids could participate in, and some of these mental health slash anger aggression reduction approaches that, that are used in a number of settings. Uh, in school and after school, there's a thing called, and I think you all have or had a version of this, the violence interrupters. There are people yes. who mm-hmm. are from the communities where the violence is occurring, and you know, if it's an African-American neighborhood, this guy or gal is going to be probably African-American. They go into those communities because they're somewhat accepted, and they actually can be truce makers. Yeah. Uh, and that, that has worked, worked to a certain degree, but they haven't been out there to the degree they were just because it hasn't been safe to be out there. Brad, really appreciate your insight into this. Thank you very much for your time this morning. He's Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst. Can I can I speak to this like at a bigger level? And 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 this is a theory, it's not borne out. As someone who is I'm I'm fascinated by conflicts in the Middle East. Follow me on this. Mm-hmm. Iraq, Afghanistan, Israel, Syria, all this, you know, the, the violence that's been going on there for a while. There is a, and I don't think this is debatable, there's a cheapening of human life when you're surrounded by death and dying. That the value that you and I might place on a human life is higher than the value that they would place on a human life. And I think it's a scale. And I think that the more violence you're surrounded by, maybe in certain, Judy Cheese and I, we may have, and again, I'm not trying to be mean about it. Yeah. I think we place a higher value on human life than maybe some communities here in Chicago where you could pick up a gun and shoot into a crowd of people and not care if you kill somebody. We care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like We place a different value on human life. You but, could even take that a step further and say yeah. there are people who live in those areas who expect to be shot. But it's but not even shocking because yeah. you're surrounded by you right. see what I'm saying you're because numb. you're surrounded you're, yeah, by the death way of life. and dying. Yeah. You accept it to a certain level mm-hmm. and then it it extends to you don't see human life it as having that normal. same value. Yeah. And and it feels like maybe that's spreading across the country where there's mm-hmm. just a a cheapening of human life mm-hmm. that taking of a life isn't at the 
level it used to be. So I know that's easier. a big. I know that's a no, big. I thing, think you're right yeah. on. But I just I look at places like Iraq or Afghanistan where you know the killing and the dying and bodies in the street, and it's just become normal for yeah. them. They and can, killing they can somebody walk is by a body exact, in the street, not even a big whoop. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it would freak us out oh, right man. now. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese trying our best to stay cool. Although this morning it was actually a little cooler, but that is about to change. Mm. We, like the rest of the country, are going to be feeling a bit of a change in the... I say the rest of the country. Judy, already out west. I think they're past heat wave now. Um, Record break. They're calling it a heat dome. I mean, and and, and listen... (laughs) not a good sounding... I lived in Arizona for, you know, 20-something years. Um... Even that is getting hot. 117, 118, 119 in Phoenix. I, I will just tell you that while I enjoy the heat, that's really hot. Well, well here's something that you may not in know. Palm Springs, 120. So here's something you may not you may not know. So uh, hot hot air is thinner. You know, there's okay. it has to do with thin and. Um, I would go hiking a lot when I was in Arizona. I'd hike in the desert, even in the heat, because I'm a lunatic. So I'd go out. It's difficult to breathe. You can well, you get yeah. into areas where you're like inhaling yeah. and you feel like you can't get enough air. The air is so hot, it burns the inside of your lungs. It's really bizarre at times. You get into these heat pockets oh, and it's like, whoa. I'm like, you know, you're, you're trying to take breaths and you, it feels like you're not getting air. Hopefully I won't get to that point. Joining us right now is meteorologist Ray Staging. But Ray, here in Chicago, we're going to see quite a quite an uptick in the temperature as well, right? Yeah, Bruce. Hold, hold on here. I'm writing this down. Hot air, thinner. Yes, hot air, thinner. <laughs> Hard you. to breathe. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be sure to use. But it's a dry heat, remember? That's what they keep telling me. Yeah. So is my uh, oven, yeah. but I didn't live in it. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, 120 degrees, I don't care how you slice it. That's yeah. crazy. And um, Salt Lake City this week setting uh, tying an all-time record high temperature for any month at 107 uh dug up a record or two yesterday um 112 in palmdale in california now it's kind of strange um i don't know if you know much about meteorology based on your comments here you might um (laughs) you know you get the marine layer which is that little push of cooler air off the pacific and places like los angeles yesterday 88 degrees not bad but at the airport which is a little closer to the water was 80 and then inland into some of the inland valleys 112 at Palmdale was a record for the date. So you don't have to go too far inland away from cities like Los Angeles. You get into San Fernando and uh, the San Joaquin Valleys. You get into some of those high deserts. You really start to see the heat come in. And we're going to get a little touch, just a little taste of some of that heat here over the next couple of days. Yeah, But can't you say the same, Ray, for here? It's always cooler near the lake, and then you go inland. It could be 20 degrees difference. Yeah. Yeah, in the summertime, you know, last couple of days, we've had a little northeast breeze, and that's kept lakefront temperatures cooler. And even where we officially measure at O'Hare yesterday was 77. So, I mean, that's not awful for this time of year. But we're going to tack on about 15 to that today. Let's see, 77 plus 15 carries one. 92, so somewhere around there, but not a record. The record will stand at 96. I don't think we'll get to 96 because that'll not be within my two-degree guarantee. So, um, we hope we don't get to 96. 1887 and 1957 is when it was 96. Tomorrow's record's 98. Saturday's record is 102. Good grief! So it's been a lot hotter here in Chicago, even though we'll stay in the low 90s Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's record is 104, set back in that hot summer of 1988. 
So it's been hotter. But we'll stay, yeah, we'll stay in the low 90s. But we've had a lot of 90s, right, so far. Yeah, and the month actually is um, running 6.8 degrees above normal, too. So it's been a hot and wow. it's been a dry month. There's a rainfall deficit of almost eight and a half inches. Now, again, this is officially at O'Hare where we officially measure. Mm-hmm. So that gives you an idea of basically the average. Um, we'll get some rain tonight. The problem is that might come with some strong thunderstorms. So uh, Nichols worth of free advice. Yeah. Uh, have a way to get alerts overnight tonight. We could see some damaging winds and some warnings. Best chance for severe is probably going to be just to our west, but uh, just a heads up could have some damaging winds tonight. We're talking to a meteorologist, Ray Stajic. And so, I, I, I mean, I don't want to belabor the point too much, but we're, yeah. we're almost seven degrees warmer on average in the month of June. That sounds excessive. Uh, yeah, it is. Because yeah, think of a temperature, you know, the difference between, say, 90 and 97 to me is quite significant. So just think about that. Um, you know, you're talking about a month that's been almost eight degrees above normal in terms of temperature. Um, let's go back even to the month of May. Let's see how we did there. The month of May was about normal, only half degree below normal. So we've really kind of shoved it into summertime here as we've gotten into the month of June. One, two, uh, three, four, five, six. Six days so far, 90 or above. We'll add seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 um, as we go through the next uh, four days. And then a cool down coming once again as we get into next week. Wow. So would you say it's almost like we're walking on sunshine, There Ray? we go. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, is but, that a trademark, uh, Ray? The Ray Stajic two-degree guarantee, is that trademarked? <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, but, you got to do know, that. Yeah. No, nah, you know, there's a bunch of those guys. I, oh, I, I just don't like, I can't make any guarantees in this business. That's true, right? Yeah. Hey, five and a half years of education, I still can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, thank you very much. We okay. appreciate your time today. He's Ray, Ray Stajic. So can I, can I give you a little, uh, you know, weather-related lore, if yes, you will? Please. So um, did you know there's a temperature that airplanes can't fly at? Paul, it just hit me up on Facebook. It's, you know, high temps mean aircraft must operate at reduced capacity. Again, the thinner the air, the less lift on an airplane. Phoenix Airport, Sky Harbor Airport, about 20 years ago, they closed it for heat. It was 122. Uh-huh. And they, I originally thought they closed it because the asphalt was melting Seems and like, the yeah. planes were sinking into it. No, that happens all the time. We have that on our freeways. The asphalt melts. There's a chart. There's a scale at what temperature, weight of the airplane, speed to take off. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a, a graph, you know, it's because uh, it changes. Science, I would hope. Science, thank you very much. <laughs> wow. They had to close the airport because the graph didn't go over 122. And so, so they didn't know. Like they said, we're pretty sure the planes will take off. We have a high level you know, of confidence. Let's, yeah, they're like, let's err on the but side we're not of caution. 100% sure at to what speed and weight it would take in this, this high I air. had no idea. Yeah, so they closed I can assure you we've never had that happen no. at O'Hare. Yeah, wow. the, the Phoenix airport once closed because it was too hot to guarantee lift. Wow. Yeah. Take that. So, yeah, at least we're we're missing out a little bit of that. But we are experiencing some 90s. And, again, those thunderstorms could be rolling in a little bit. Good morning, Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. Do you like golf? Do you like drinking? I think we pretty much hit everybody there. Links and drinks. <laughs> Open golf outing is coming to Klein Creek Golf Club. Uh, we will all be out there, the WLS staff. You can, you can play golf. You can play against John Howell. 
Yeah, good luck. The, the, he literally plays golf every day, doesn't he? He's a golfer, yeah. He, he is a golfer. Radio talk show host is like fifth on his list of things oh, he yeah, does. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's a cigar smoker. Loves cigars. Yeah. Golfer. Radio just like, man, four o'clock rolls around. Okay, we Scotch might as well drinker. do the radio thing, right? <laughs> but he's good at a variety of things. Golf is certainly one of them. He'll be out there. Uh, WLSAM.com. You can register right now for the Links and Drinks golf tourney happening Monday, July 26th. Also, great excuse to play a little hooky. Just throwing it out there. Good right? reason. The best excuse. You get a gift bag, breakfast and lunch, 18 holes of golf in a scramble format, and uh, our post-tourney awards banquet, where I'm told uh, Judy will be handing out the awards. Oh. Really? There you go. In Are my you, state, I'm going to be handing out the... I'm going to be driving the in beverage my car. State, ah. In my state. Well, She's going for the drink, not the Prop you up link. in the corner and uh, <laughs> let you hand things out. So, you know, we've had more and more instances of, of these carjackings in Chicago. And what can you do about it? We've talked about some of the, the ways to mitigate maybe the, the, the chance of you being a victim. Don't sit in your car when it's running. You know, uh, you, you see that. Be aware of your surroundings. You go to the gas station or whatnot. Lock your car behind you, et cetera. You know, don't leave the keys in it when you go into the quickie mart. Uh, you know, that yeah. carjackers are looking for those opportunities. Yeah, but it seems like lately they need no excuse. I mean, before it was they were targeting people who weren't paying attention. Now mm-hmm. it feels like it could happen anytime, and, anywhere. And, and, fair, and, and in all fairness... North, south, east, and west. Oh, yeah. everywhere. And Suburbs. smack dab in the middle. Yep. Everywhere. One that scares me is the slight accident one. They oh, bump into the like, newest oh, one, right? Oh, so sorry. And yeah. you get out, you get out of the car to look, and somebody that happened to a woman. That was the last one we had because she got out, did exactly what she was supposed to. Yep. Get out, pulled and, over. Yeah. They both, you know, to exchange information, and that's when they took her car and her mm. purse. And so, her. although I don't think it will. Hmm. I don't think it stops it. It might help us catch them a little quicker. What are digital license plates? So uh, 17th Ward Alderman David Moore um, is calling for these license plates to replace the current one. So it would kind of act like your cell phone, I guess. They're digital, and um, it would identify it as stolen. Okay. If it was, you know, carjacked. Um, And they could track it better. And also the, you know, one of the other side benefits, you know, it would, of course, render registration, renewal, titling, all that stuff a thing of the past. Um, my only concern with it, it sounds like a good idea, actually. Interesting, if, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, digital and it would immediately. Now, here's the problem. I so many times feel like the people doing this, mostly young people, they there are no consequences. We know for a fact many of them are juveniles. And they don't even they don't even spend a couple hours in custody mm. before they're let go. So will will a blinky license yeah. plate saying carjack right? It's not like change they, that they're not. They do catch carjackers and they're back out on the street. There's no consequences, so who cares? Mm. Or they're just taking the car for a joyride for a couple right. miles and then and yeah, dumping, dumping it. Off. Who cares what another the one? license plate? Right. What's the license plate? Well, and also yeah. it's gonna <laughs> but. I appreciate that you're trying to do something. You know, I mean, we, we got to give credit that, okay, the do something crowd, there is an t- attempt to do something. But it also takes, it, it requires the rest of us to somehow, in any way, shape, or form, be aware of what's going on around us. 
And I just don't see that happening yeah. either. Yeah. You know, you drive by a car and it says carjacked or stolen. You're like, whatevs. It does alert police as well. It has right. the cap- capability of alerting police that it's been stolen. So, I mean, and, you know, I think tracking, tracking the car, you know where it is. So I, that, it I think is- they have that on buses. Why do I believe mm-hmm. that there is a system on, like, think of a city bus. Yeah. They got those signs, you know. Oh, yeah. Digital, digital signs. Why do right. I think there's a panic thing on there where the sign would alert people that there's a problem like on the bus? Like with Help? Yeah. I want to say, because I want to say I saw it once. Yeah. And I was like, well, that would be a great idea. Why not? That Just they push, have it on the buses, they like have a, a panic help button. button. Right. Exactly. Now, California, Arizona, and Michigan have passed legislation for these digital plates. Digital license plates. Quite expensive. And that's the other thing. Yeah. Who's going to pay for it? Oh, wait, we are. Why do I think that. Hundreds a, of dollars. So in Arizona, I remember when they were speaking about this, it had nothing to do with carjackings. Nothing whatsoever. It was like a cool LED license plate that like flashed and stuff. It was probably easy for police, right? It had everything to do with the day your plates expired. That it would like start flashing and blinking and like you wouldn't want to drive your car down the road because you're advertising to the cops. Yeah. I didn't pay my registration on time. That's why they're doing it. Let's just be honest. Because how many people drive? Well, I drive a couple over days. Your sticker, right. You know, yeah. I, I, I'll get around to it, or I forgot, or I didn't get the email, or I didn't open the mail, and yeah, my ex, my my registration might have lapsed a little. I didn't get the new sticker to put on there. You got a digital one? Oh, like at twelve oh one. That would be plates, pretty funny. Those plates, all of a sudden, you know, you can just see it. It, it lights up like the Fourth of July. You know, starts blinking. Cops are like, well, seriously? Of, because of the pandemic last year, I completely, I, we, oh, yeah. I wasn't alerted. They stopped doing that here. Now they shorted again. But there, okay. were, there were a couple years they didn't mail you a, a reminder notice anymore or email even. So anyway, my plates were way expired. And yeah, I got a ticket. But once I bought my sticker, they forgave They, they forgave you for that. Yeah, they for do that, that here. Yeah. yeah. And you it, was, it was a couple months. Digital license plates leaves it wide open to hackers. Yep. Right? Yeah. We'll start hacking and I'll let them to right. license plate fees. What are they going to hack? Your, car, your like? car will drive itself away towards the hacker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, figure something I'm, out. I'm in favor of it if I can customize it and send messages out on my yeah, license plate. Can I do that? Way. Can I move? Get out <laughs> yeah, of the get way. Get out of the left lane. Move. Yeah. That'd be the best. <laughs> then I'm in for it. Do I, can I get it right there where I can, on the dashboard? Can you get a little closer? You know, I can start sending messages to people via my license plate. Now you've got me interested. I'm in. And we have two plates. Does that mean two of them? I mean, a lot of states just have one plate. We have two in Illinois. Yeah, we know. We're going to have one in the back and front. I mean, now we're up to $1,000. Oh, God. Yeah, this is a money grab. Let's be honest with one another. And whoever's making those digital plates has been donating money to lawmakers here in Illinois. Needless to say, to get those things uh, passed so that they can, you know, add to their bottom line. Mm -hmm. Mask shaming. Now that there are... Complicated, confusing mask rules here in Chicago. The only point. Okay, so I thought we didn't have to wear our mask That's in the I building. I thought got yelled at this morning, and now I have to wear my mask from the front door of our building to the front door of our studio. I told you that yesterday. Yeah, I didn't listen. I know you didn't. And now we have to do it. But that's the only place I have to wear a mask. Yep. Nowhere else yet. Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. This is the only place we have to wear a mask. It's the only place I have to wear a mask. 
I, there's nowhere else I go. I have to wear a mask. I mean, I haven't gone to church or the hospital yet, so. Yeah. Well, I hope oh, I don't. Oh, church. You don't have to wear one either. What am I saying? I think we're, we're, we're at a new stage of mask shaming. And, 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 but I say this four months ago. I'm trying to think of like my time frame. Again, time just, it doesn't seem to connect anymore. We had mask mandates everywhere. You had to wear your mask. You had to wear it around other people. You had to, you know, you, you're supposed to wear it outside. Even remember before that came out, and people that didn't wear their mask, you gave me the eye. What the hell's going on over here? When you were not wearing a mask, what's they up? They hardly with this ever guy? saw anyone yeah. wearing a mask, right? Right? It's, You'd shame yeah. them for not wearing their mask. We had conflicts. We had confrontations. Shame them. We would say, "Put your mask on." For example. So now, if you fast forward, we have CDC guidance that says if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear your mask. We look around our radio station here. The, the memo went out last week. Don't need to wear your mask if you're vaccinated. Uh, I use my my apartment building right over here mm-hmm. on the mean streets of Streeterville. Come for the pier. Stay for the tussle. Don't have to wear your mask anymore in public spaces, elevator, etc. If you're vaccinated, okay. The Target, the Walgreens, the Marianos. Yeah. Don't have to wear your mask, right? And even if you're not vaccinated, a lot of the signs say, we urge you to wear your well, mask. But my point being is, now the people that are wearing the masks, it's it's flipped. Now I see people wearing the mask, and I look at them. The hell are you wearing a mask for? What's going on? What's what's really happening? <laughs> Why? You, what's your issue? Why are you wearing a mask? What's really going on? Yeah, what's up with that? What are you hiding? <laughs> it's like mask shaming has has gone the other direction. Right. Well, the you're worst... not going to shame me for not wearing a mask. I'm going to tell you that right but now. But the worst are the people who didn't want to wear a mask, didn't wear it. And said, "It's my right not to wear it." They're still not wearing those one. people. They're are still the not wearing. One. Yeah, no, but they've the, never worn a mask. Right, they don't want to wear a mask, and they ain't ever put one on. But they're shaming people for wearing a mask when they were crying yeah, about it being there. But hold on, I'm shaming them too. I wore my mask when I was supposed to, and now I look at people still wearing the mask, and I'm like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Okay, yeah. maybe they're not. I I want people who are not vaccinated to still wear their mask. Go, please wear your mask. So why are you upset about that? Because I don't believe people wearing their mask are not vaccinated. Well, but you're probably wrong, though. I'm sure they are. I'm sure people who aren't vaccinated are wearing a mask. No, they didn't want to wear a mask to begin with, which is why they didn't want to get not vaccinated either. Some yeah. people just haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Well, I, Plus, okay, people who are vaccinated and wearing their mask, well, who cares? I do. They want to be extra safe. Oh God! Go for it. I think they should be wearing a hockey helmet at the same time. Then while you're at it, be be uh, be super safe. Okay, safe mask police. Oh yeah. my God! What has happened people. to us? Maybe it's people, just ugly people. They, did, they got a whole year of thing. Everybody looked. Okay. Oh my God! Look how good looking that. You okay, say that. Eyes Wait, you say take that. that mask off. Buck yeah. teeth, crooked I have nose. Been st- I've been pleasantly surprised <laughs> and extremely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. When I've seen some people take their masks off, because okay. I'm like, oh my God, you're, uh, yeah. let's stick with girls for right now. You're really, I don't say it out loud, but in my, my mind, I'm like, wow, she's really pretty. That mask kind of covered it up. Yeah. Other people, I'm like, yeah, you should play. The mask did well for you. Put that back on. You have good eyes. The rest of it, not so much. You should wear a mask. Sorry. Parents couldn't afford braces, Should huh? I not say that my, out loud? Yeah, was that an inside? Not. Was that inside? I should have yeah, kept that probably, one inside. Yeah. You actually verbalized that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I enjoyed it. People my, with pretty eyes shock, really stood out. Yeah. My yeah. shock is just, what are you saying? My eyes aren't pretty anymore? The eyelashes are killing. 
Thank Still. you. Worth every My penny. My big mm-hmm. shock is when people start talking to me and I'm like, who the hell are you? Oh, you don't recognize him? I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen him before. Especially here. I yeah. hate to say it, but I'm just like, oh, and I, of course I don't. I'm like, yeah. And I talk and I walk away and I go right to cheese. Who, who is that, that guy yeah. who's wearing sh- I have no idea. So along those lines, and I kind of did it on purpose. So my mask I have is a unique mask. I've never seen anybody else wearing it. Me neither. Okay. My mask is a homage. God, I hope that word means what I it means. To um, uh, A-10, Air Force's A-10 attack aircraft. Yeah. Okay. The Warthog. I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Davis Mountain Air Force Base is the training base for the A-10. I knew A-10 pilots. The A-10s flew over my house all the time. I got to fly the A-10 simulator. I like the A-10. So my mask looks like the nose of an A-10. It's got the Gatling gun. They paint it with like a shark smile on it. I thought it was, I thought it was a Joker smile. No, it's A-10. But because of that, like, People recognize the mask. So now I'm thinking, and, and I did it so you'd recognize me. I don't know who the hell you are. With the mask, because, oh, that's the one with the mask with the teeth and the little gun. Yeah, yeah. that looks like a cigar sticking out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that wore just the generic, like the blue ones, I don't know who the hell they no are. Clue, yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah? Yeah. The disposable one? Yeah. Right. You're right. You're we right. Know, on the, on we the know other your hand? mask, Nick, because it's got that little hole cut in it for the camera. For the, for the cigarettes. Yeah. Right in the middle. Right mm-hmm. smack the, dab in the middle. On the other hand, Nick, I have about, I don't know, 69 masks. She does. Like, not disposable designer. ones. Yeah, no. designer, designer masks. Yeah, you know, I it was a total accessory. That's the other thing. What am I? Look at this beautiful one. What am I going to do with this mask now? It matches my outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's yeah, it's it's like well, and and the argument I heard was it, from from some of the pilots are very few people are alive that heard that sound who know what it sounds like when the A ten's flying at you with that gun oh. going. Yeah, those people aren't around to tell you what it sounded like. Yeah, wow. the A ten is an amazing aircraft. So yeah, I wear a, a an Amaz. I was on the airplane and uh, the pilot. My American Airlines pilot uh, was Air Force pilot. And he asked me, he goes, did you just fly A-10s? I go, no, sir. Did you? And he goes, yes. And I said, outstanding. I said, no, I'm from Tucson. He goes, I was at Davis Mountain. So he recognized my mask. We talked about A-10s. How do you like that? Hey, good morning to you. And a happy Thursday. We jump into our 7 o'clock hour, taking a look at the big three stories that people are talking about. And Judy starts us off. An intense and record-breaking heat wave continues to roast the West. 40 million people under a weather alert. 121 degrees in Needles, California. Here in Chicago, you can expect it to be about 92 today. They're calling it a defeat for Mayor Lightfoot. The Illinois House approved a change and elected Chicago school board as opposed to one appointed by the mayor. What impact will that have on Chicago public schools, Chief? Uh, one of New York's top investment banks, Morgan Stanley, I'm aware of has given their workers an ultimatum. Be back in the office by this fall or else. Ooh. Yeah. The proverbial or else. There you go. Fall. Right. 
months away. I know, but still. You got time, time to, time you got time to play to or look for another gig. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> if you know you're not coming back, now's the time to start exactly. updating your LinkedIn profile, apparently, <laughs> for those people. Um, so uh, I, need to, I need to apply for a FOID card. Although, mm-hmm. um, maybe I need to apply for it now in, in hopes of getting uh, approved in any way, shape, or form, oh, I don't know, by 2024? Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, there's quite a backlog. There is quite a backlog, and you can't just blame it on the Pando, because there was a backlog before, before the Pando. Yeah. Uh, the backlog may have made it worse, don't get me wrong, but one of the arguments all along that I've heard is that the the process itself is almost designed to kind of gum up the system slow walk if you will things in an effort because uh, you know a lot of the people behind these laws are not in favor of more people having guns so how do we slow the system down in some way shape or form because of that though i thought this was pretty interesting so there is a a a gun bill that also passed yesterday out of the the illinois house and it is attempting in some way, shape, or form to streamline the process to get a FOID card, to be able to, to legally carry a firearm in the state of Illinois. And one of the reasons is, and I think this is the interesting part, and this, was, this comes from a Democrat, okay? Jay Hoffman mm-hmm. said that the delays in processing FOID applications could, and probably will, lead to a constitutional challenge to the entire process, which he said would eliminate the requirement entirely if we lose it in court. If you make it, if if the uh, process is too onerous, if it is too difficult, if the state of Illinois just mismanages the process. Have you created a constitutional crisis with the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms that you are infringing upon people's rights in the state of Illinois? I think that's an interesting argument. When do we where do when do we start the lawsuit, Nick? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he says he goes. He's trying to. And by the way, he wants the FOID process to stay. He's worried. If we don't make it more efficient, yeah, we may lose it entirely. So, how many states have FOID cards? Not many. Really, just Illinois? Yeah, I'm, I've never heard of it. What's it's a CCW? New to me. Concealed carry. Oh. And so they they do want to combine them. That's mm-hmm. one thing they these and make them digital, like we were talking about the license plates, the a digital form. But you see, this is what I think they're going to get hung up on. What's You'd that? have to submit a copy of your fingerprints. A lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah, they said it'll, it, that would streamline the process in some way, shape, or form to, that you could move it along like that. But I, I think I, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it really, hmm. it really does show the, the 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 divide, though. You know, it's something that I point out. Uh, um, that uh, Illinois and Chicago are very different. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And and you are talking about 
really um, rural, small town areas once you get out of Chicago proper, where firearms are part of the the, the everyday life. Yeah. It's part of the culture. It's part of being out there. And they don't have, you know, one of the great. They don't have the crime problem Chicago does, where we have, uh, you know, the the issue here, and and so it really shows the divide in Illinois, and you don't have to go that far to see the divide. Other places, it's it's uh, more uniform. But I mean, don't worry. It's, violence isn't just you know here; it is in a lot of other places too. Yeah, but not to the same levels. And and again, they they see guns very differently. You know, as my dad used to say, growing up in Texas, Jose back in the day, mm-hmm. Jose said, uh, uh, "We all carried guns. Uh, we just didn't shoot each other." <laughs> that was a <laughs> that was the difference. Yeah. He goes, I, I, you know, he carried a gun when he was like sixteen years old in Texas. He goes. Never shot anybody with it. Yeah, it's just it with we me. all carry guns. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Matt, you're calling from Ottawa. What was your experience with your Foyd card? Okay, uh, this has been two weeks ago now. Okay. I renewed, uh, sending the renewal on my Foyd card on Sunday afternoon, and I got my card back Friday afternoon. Wait a minute, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. five days. Wow. Five, basically yeah. five days. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. Six, but it's actually five. It it, uh, it surprised me. I I expected to be waiting a month or maybe a month and a half. But and that was a renewal. Five days. That, yeah, was, that a was a renewal. renewal. Okay. All right. Yeah, one of the reasons I think it went so fast was because I um I renewed my driver's license in January, but I had to I I put um hazard a hazmat endorsement on my license i renewed it uh-huh. so in in order to do that i had to go through a, a full homeland security background check. oh so maybe oh, you were yeah, you were higher up out. the list if you will yeah hey thanks matt well matt you're on the it only took five days butch uh you you have a different experience trying to get your renewal yes i've uh i had my foi card has been renewed luckily before Pritzker was elected <laughs> but my concealed carry license uh, expired last July, and I applied for that. You can't apply until 90 days before it's due. Mm-hmm. So I took the class in March. I submitted my paperwork in May, okay. and I still have not received my concealed carry card in the mail in over a year now. I was going to say May of last oh, year, you're wow. talking. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, so you're on the and, other end of the I spectrum. Also, yeah. I, I'm a postal contractor, and yes, so I have uh, federal background I'm checks say you have and all a federal that clearance. as well. So that I don't think has anything to do with it. It's, mm. They took twenty-eight million dollars out of the state police budget right. to help slow walk the renewal of people. And if I go out of state now, am I committing a felony because right. Indiana may not recognize that Illinois is slow walking uh. their renewals? Well, and, and so I don't. Isn't that the argument? the The argument is, and 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 Butch, I wish you the best of luck. The argument is that it's making legal gun owners, people who are following the rules, people who are applying, yeah. people who are doing the paperwork, people that are submitting the background checks. But because the state of Illinois is slow walking it, or can't figure out how to do it, or doesn't do it uniformly, it makes you a criminal. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So wow. you, you ten months? Yeah, yeah, wow. whatever. Yeah. Mm. So you're, you're, you're seeing that there is an argument that, well, at least maybe some of this new legislation speeds that process up. By the up. way, Illinois is one of four states that have FOID four cards. Four that have FOID cards. Okay. Yeah.
Yeah, it's not normal, though, I was going to say. Well, no, only Most states are going the other direction towards no uh, requirement, if you will, for that. Maybe 2021 is the year where you could take a look a little more locally. Look in your own backyard and have an opportunity to support some of the, the businesses that, quite honestly, have been struggling a little bit. That's why we are talking right now to Carissa Markinet with Lakeview Roscoe Village Market. You guys are doing um, basically like, like your a local version of Prime Day. Is that a good way to put it, Carissa? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have um, you know our own online uh, marketplace that we created, and um, business some businesses are offering special discounts. And yeah, it really is to just encourage people to support uh, local businesses in our neighborhood. You know, with after such a challenging year, and you know things are starting to reopen now. Um, so it is, um, yeah, a great opportunity to kind of you know think more locally when you shop online. Now, I know a lot of people uh, associate Prime Day with, like, getting a great deal. Mm. Do we have good mm-hmm. deals here on your site? Yeah, so we have some businesses offering some nice discounts. Um, but then a lot of businesses, too, um, just offer some unique items, too, that are kind of different than what you could get on Amazon. Um, yeah, so we have um, about 40 businesses participating total and um, over 100 products listed on the website as well. Give me a little bit of a sense if people aren't familiar with Lakeview Roscoe Village. Some of the stores. What, what are what are some of the places, especially you know, I would I would argue some of the unique things that are available. Yeah, so we have um, you know Happy Trails, a CBD hemp honey oh. um, that they offer, and you know some different clothing boutiques like Shop the Guild or Winnie Cooper. Um, so some uh, unique fashion that you can find, um, artwork as well with Ann Studio, or even dog treats, um, and you know from our local neighborhood dog shops like Barks and Rec and Let's Walk Chicago. Um, and there's even you can order. Um, food, so some restaurants are on here, health and wellness businesses, so you can even get therapy sessions on here. Um, so it really is a great mix of, you know, representative of our neighborhoods, who's in our neighborhoods, um, and then also it's themed. So we have um, right now a Father's Day section, so you can search Father's Day gift oh. ideas. Um, and a lot of people have uploaded items for Pride Month as well. So you can get um, like a Pride Month pin uh, from Big League Pins. Um, so, yeah, a lot of variety on here um, and a lot of different things. Can I point out, by the way, the pet store is named Barks and Rec? Get it? Yeah, uh, they're so. Funny. You kind of you kind of blew through that really yeah, quick, right? uh, 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 Chris. So I thought it was worth pointing out. Very the lead Barks on that one. and Rex. Shout out to them. Yeah, they have a lot of good uh, good titles here. So, and this is online. Like, if you ordered something for Father's Day, would you get it in time? Um, yeah, so it depends on the business because you can do pickup or delivery. Oh, okay, so, great. Um, yeah, so it depends on like the format you want to do. Um, but yeah, each business has kind of different time frames. And that's a big deal, pickup, because sometimes Prime Prime Days, yeah, it's great, but you wait forever. You wait forever, yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I want, do want to mention, because you brought up the fashion, the clothing, it's never a good deal on Amazon. <laughs> okay. I, just, okay. I, I know. And I'm looking at your sites, and you've got some fabulous, unique clothes here that I'm yeah, going to have to buy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> well, uh, the website is marketplace.lakeviewroscovillage.org marketplace.lakeviewroscovillage.org where you can shop local uh your own local prime day and uh, uh chrissa thank you for spending time with us today
Yeah, thanks for having me. She's Calissa Marconette with Lakeview Roscoe Village Market, a local alternative to Amazon Prime Day. We're having more and more of these. Can I, this one, I, I love the idea of local. Yeah. But whether it's Cyber Monday, Amazon Prime Day, these are like national holidays to buy crap. Isn't that what they are? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Basically, they're saying, buy stuff online now. But especially think about the last year. If you have the opportunity, if you are in the market for some things like that, you can do a local version of that. Support the uh, the businesses, the local people. They're your neighbors. Yeah, I right? love the uniqueness. You can't, it's stuff you can't get anywhere else. Hey, who wants to go play a little golf? Drinks and links. That's the name of it. Yes. July 26th. That's a Monday. And uh, uh, WLS. Wait, that's us. What? Uh, Going to be out there uh, playing some golf, if you will. Um, 18 holes, scramble format, shotgun start, uh, Monday, July 26th. You can register right now uh, over at WLSAM.com and come out and play some golf with us. Uh, John Howell will be there, some of the other uh, WLS people. We might even, you think we convince Rob Martier to come out and play a little? I bet oh, you we I'm could. sure. Uh, he's we probably sure a good he's golfer. Yeah. Nick, you want to come out and hit the links? See? Nice. Yeah. There you go. Kiss tickets. Greta Van Fleet tickets. Daryl Hall and John Oates. Kings and Leon. James Taylor. We're giving away a lot Primus, of stuff is what you're saying. Super, New Order. Whew. The Tons list of goes tickets. on and on. They're not, the Dells. They're not playing. They're, they're not playing there. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I just wanted to double <laughs> check. New tickets. Order's playing? They got their own foursome? That's a tremendous. That would be a great <laughs> Yeah. Alice Cooper is a scratch He is golfer. a golfer. He yeah. is. I've played with Alice. Have you? Yeah. Uh, he is a hell of a golfer, by yeah, the way. Um, you can make an argument he's a better golfer than he is a rock star at this <laughs> point. I'm like, that guy had to be on the tour. So, uh, again, register at WLSAM.com. Links and drinks. A Monday of golf yeah. out at uh, Klein Creek Golf Club. You had me at drinks. You had her at drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judy will be driving the, the, the beverage, beverage cart. cart. Yeah. yeah. She's got that, got that all locked down. So, if I were to ask you, what were the best years of your life? What were the best years of your life? And I gave you, a, let's call it a bit of an age range, right? What were the best years of your life? Under 20, your 20s, your 30s, you know, think about it in that context. What would you answer? What were the best years of your life? Because I, I, I think it's interesting when I pondered this, cheese. Mm-hmm. you're the one that showed this to us. Yeah. I've got good and bad for every rage. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, is is yeah, that yeah, just yeah. me? Where I'm like, oh, I could say there was a highlight. No, that's of this. called life. Yeah, yeah. But it's difficult. What was the best? It- Come on, best. Just the best time that everything was in sync. It wasn't perfect. I'm, I'm it wasn't still perfect. Waiting for it. I'm still. I'm still. There waiting. You, well, there's an answer. I thought I'm about that too. Maybe it's coming. Gonna, I'm hoping my 90s will be better. Right. I probably shouldn't think that my No. Because I thought the same. I was like, you know, my ch- I loved my childhood. Yeah. But my family life wasn't that good. But yeah. But other, everything else was awesome. I mean, I and I have the well, best memories of my childhood. I put it this way. So I, 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 I liked my 20s. I had a lot of really interesting experiences. But it was also a time in my 20s, like many people, where it was you struggled for money. You know, and there was that right. pressure that goes along with that. So then you can make an argument. Well, your 30s, 
maybe your your earning power got a little better. Okay, but then you had all the you know you know what I'm saying. Like, it's tough to get it all moving yeah. in the same direction at the same time. Even though I loved my childhood, yeah, I have to go with my 40s because, yeah. as I said, even though there were. It's always trials and tribulations, right? But in my 40s was like just to me the perfect time. Like the sweet spot. It was the sweet spot. I had Mm. a ton of friends through my kids because Mm. they were of that age that we all hung out constantly. We did so much stuff. Went on lots of vacations, had lots of money. It was stable. My career was great at the time. So everything just gelled. Okay. My 40s. Not saying my, you know, 30s and my 50s weren't good, but the 40s were, I think, the sweet spot. And that's what it's about, the sweet spot. Cheese. <laughs> I know my kids aren't listening because my son's He's still eight o'clock last night. So, anyways, well, hold uh, on one second. Yeah, I said, "What time did you go to bed?" Nine in the morning. Xbox oh, okay. all night, and he slept till eight o'clock. That's a whole nother. Hold on, issue. I can do the math on yeah. that. Don't do oh, the math. 11. You're going to just upset. He slept eleven hours. Yeah. yeah. Good. I know. Grief. Believe me. I was, okay. I was very angry. So right. now, I know he's not listening. My twenties. That was that was it. That was it. I was about to swear. They were the. <laughs> oh, that's um, how they good they were. I was living in my grandmother's basement in San Francisco. I was DJing. I was. It was the eighties. Wow. I had so it's parachute all pants it's of every color. It's all then. been downhill since then. Because I know my kids aren't listening, so I could say when, that. When when about asked, you? Uh, yeah, I, I I struggle between twenties and thirties. You know, yeah. I, I you know, I, if I had to pick an age range, I would say I was going to say yeah. I'd probably be somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. You know, because early twenties kind of suck, uh, and and late late thirties now, you know, you know, you're just screwed and bills <laughs> and crap. Um, down the downward slide. Oh, it's all been downhill for quite some yeah. time for me. Yeah, there's no doubt I'm on the I'm on the on the decline. When asked this though, all adults, when adults were asked this, a majority, well, the number one answer, nearly a quarter of them said their 30s, 30 to 39 years old, were their were the best years of their life. That's when life kicked in, like kids Bills, yeah, mortgage. like, like yeah. responsibilities. Oh, yeah. which I don't I remember my thirties. Yeah, so I'm thinking they were pretty bad. You don't remember <laughs> your thirties? <laughs> Not really. I remember my forties a lot more. Like yeah. I said, the forties were better for me. And yeah. I, but I started late. Like I, I got married when I was 29. Okay, did my first kid. Yeah. When I was, I think I had Kaylee two days before I turned 30. Really? So I, yeah, I was a little bit later. Late where everyone else was. Getting you know married, but, yeah, I wasn't so well because and I had a I had a career, you had a job, yeah, yeah exactly. So well, more of a career, okay. Um, but yeah, maybe that's why. So my forties was the time where that all was happening. Maybe hmm. I don't know. So uh, wait, I love this one though. There's a one percent eighty to eighty nine. So <laughs> well, I mean, there's still. <laughs> You it's know only, what? Only 1% of them are in Looking their 80s. Looking forward to it. Looking into you. Yeah. Who in God's green earth? 1%. I, 1%. No, yeah. no lie. 1% of respondents said their 80s were the best years of their lives. <laughs> How much does your life suck that it didn't get good till you were in the 80s? 80s. Sitting at home in diapers. I was going to say, sitting uh, at home in diapers. 80 is the new Gumming 60. Your food. Re- uh, really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I also, though, I, I want to acknowledge that I possibly don't remember things as well either. Maybe like you, Judy, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> I'm not too many concussions. I have, I have friends, and I don't know, maybe you guys are like this. Have you ever been around these people who say things like this? 
Well, you know, I remember the summer of 1987 uh, yeah. when we went people. on a vacation to so-and-so, and I'm like, hold on a second. The summer of 87? Yeah. I go, how do you know that? Well, we, yeah, I just know it. It was 80, 1987. You know, it was, it was August, more like, and I go... I don't even know what state I was living in in 1987. I'd have to go back and look at income tax returns. I have no idea. Yeah. I cannot tell you. I was married to someone like that. Who he could remember still, those things? He still will send once in a while, because we're friendly. He'll send me a thing, remember what happened on this date? And, and I'm and like, like, no. And then I feel bad, but I'm like, she's probably something important. I better, and I try to look things up. You know, I look at birth certificates and death certificates. <laughs> Most of the same kids, people that go. Oh, we got married. Yeah. yeah, that was the day we got married. Right. I just, yeah, I have no recollection. Yeah, those are the same people that go, oh, my second grade teacher was so nice. <sighs> I remember Mrs. Butterworth? And it's like, What? I have second grade. I don't even remember I my cannot, high school teacher. I cannot remember. Well, and I so I remember events. Yeah, I cannot attach them to dates. They, yeah, I can't attach them to years. Oh, well, in I, most I, cases. Can, I can, and then I'm off by about seven years usually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always off. Yeah, seven. I it's tell good. people I know what year I was born. There you go. I know what year I graduated high school, mm-hmm. and I know this year. Everything else is a little bit fungible. Everything else, like you, maybe I need about a seven-year gap. Yeah, yeah in their exactly. It's like uh, Ray Stachik with his uh, two degrees. Yeah. I need about uh, five years, you have I to think. to give me a five little bit of wiggle room. degree guarantee. A little bit of wiggle yeah. room. Yeah. The best years of your life. I think we've all... Judy's the one who's actually... Things got better as you got older. Yeah, yeah you know, still oh, yeah. to come. That's an answer. Yeah. yeah, I think I peaked at about twenty-four. I think is <laughs> yeah, the sad the part. Boat. It's just been downhill ever since. I can see a glimmer of that in you, Miranda. Still. Bad news. Uh-oh. It's all downhill. <laughs> I have like I have three years until I'm twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, well, all downhill. Sure, I am. It's all downhill. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Just letting you know, it only gets worse from here. She's not even smiling. Only anymore. gets She's worse so from here. Sad. That's so depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Life sucks. What? And then you die. Oh, uh, my yeah. God. Yeah. No, Miranda. Insurance. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Miranda, no. Do not listen to that. No, listen to us. I, I, I'm I, going to go back to work. Okay. I think I'm, you should. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> go have yourself a good cry. Hey there. We're stinking up on the weekend, for goodness sakes. It's a Thursday. Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. Appreciate you spending some time with us today. I do my... This is my airline captain thing. I didn't do it the other day. <clears throat> ready for this we realize you have a choice of radio programs we appreciate you spending time with WLS as well. I always do it I always feel I don't know why I always like when the pilot thanks me for flying with them you know what I don't like when the pilot talks way too much and you're trying to sleep I just want to let you know we're about 32,000 feet elevation uh the winds are hit and I'm like if you look out the window to, to your right you'll see the Grand so Canyon so I'm prejudiced I kind of like it by the way I'm gonna admit to my prejudice I like pilots that talk with a southern accent. I just think they. I think they're better flyers. Really? I think they're better for like. Uh, don't you all worry about what we got going on up here? A little turbulence, but I got it all taken care of. I'll take care. I'm like, of I just feel. I feel more confident and comfortable when the pilot has a southern accent. The only time I'm uncomfortable is when I hear him take a sip of something <laughs> while he's talking, and I'm like, it's mm, beer. Is that bourbon? It's beer. We appreciate you flying with us today. <laughs> 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 There you go. The good old um, The Illinois House yesterday ticked off Mayor Lightfoot <laughs> by approving uh, a law. They passed it, uh, this this law that will transition the Chicago School Board from a appointed by the mayor board 
to a elected by the citizenry board. An argument that democracy electing is the way to run a school board. Will an elected school board help, hurt, or have no effect on the Chicago public schools? What do you think, Judy? I think time will tell. Okay. And just to back up a little bit, Mayor Lightfoot, you know, campaigned on this issue. She said she would do that. She was in favor of it when yes, she was running. Yes, absolutely. But she just doesn't like this board. Now, this plan. I just don't like this yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know. Don't, like, don't like that one. I like boards. Now, this, this plan, one, it would create a hybrid model for the first two years. So half it's the like members elected. Right. So she'll still get to elect them, and then half will be appointed. I mean, I'm sorry, half will be elected by voters, and half will be appointed by the mayor. So it's. Pretty much by 2026 when it'll be the full board. But, you know, it's a 21-member board. It's, that sounds it is, unruly. It's a little bit large. I don't think she likes that. Um, there are no, you know, as she would call them, safeguards to make sure it's not, it doesn't become all CTU members or all, you know, block voting. Well, Some of a certain, you know, parents all get together in one school district and they all get on the board. Well, you you look at how this works, and you can see... I, I think Mayor Lightfoot's concerns are valid. I, I would tell you, I think the yeah. concerns are valid because when you've looked at... And I'm, I was reading about school boards in other cities. Other big cities. L.A., New York, or whatever. Let's say the one in L.A. Some of the school board seats that the financing, the campaigns... Mm-hmm. We're over a million dollars. Yeah, the funding's ridiculous. For someone to get a seat on a school board, which, by the way, pays like $8 an hour. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. It's not It's not like you're, you're going to get rich being on a school board. I don't think that. It's the power. But the argument is, so why are you spending a million dollars again to get on the school board? And who has that kind of money? Are parents who have a vested interest in the school going to pony up their million dollars? Or... Is the teachers union? Yeah, well, and, or other entities backing up, or people that are in favor of uh, charter schools. Someone who wants a contract. I don't know. It could be anything. So you can yeah. see where that could be an issue, right. and I acknowledge it. Although, what would be the solution? How do you stop certain people from running just because they have money? Yeah, and I don't know if that's because it's the twenty-one members. I mean, all those big cities you just mentioned. They only Far have like fewer. nine people yeah. on their school board. And, yeah, and let's yeah. not forget. Okay, school boards are elected everywhere, everywhere but Chicago. I mean, we in the suburbs. That's that's when the voters come out when there are school board elections. I think there's a hell of an argument to be made that maybe the last year has driven the point home for people in communities far and wide. That if your kids were distance learning and you thought they should have been in school, or maybe your school went back to in person and you didn't feel comfortable and you thought your kids should be able to sit at home on the computer to do it, school boards are the ones that are making a lot of those decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's the election that you couldn't bring yourself to show up and vote in. Because we know that the voting in, in those local elections, when they get down to it, it's a minuscule number of people that, that show up for other elections, general elections, mm-hmm. the big elections that vote for president or senators uh, and congressmen. And I think there is a, a great argument to be made. Hey, that school board probably going to have a bigger effect on your day-to-day life 
than a lot of these other elections will. Yeah. And that you should care more about that. You should be more invested in it. But, I mean, you you could see where people that have a, a special vested interest in steering a school board, in packing a school board, in directing the way it goes, could spend a hell of a lot of money to get elected for it. And then what? Right. And that's her bit. You know, whenever you hear special interest, it's never good. Right. But how would you, again, how would you limit it? I mean, you couldn't stop teachers from running for the school board right. any more than you could stop yeah. parents from running for the school board. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think the mayor's point is. There, you know, there's nothing that says, all right, we, you should only have this many teachers on the board or this many parents, this many, you know, educators. To keep it from being 15 of, the, 15 of the 21 board right. members are members of the Chicago Teachers Union. You could see how that would have an impact on the board. Yeah. And, you know, we, we say parents tools. and teachers, but it's, you know, it's community leaders. It's business leaders. It's a lot of other people affected by how the schools are run and how but well they do will they the put up their own money to run well, for it? The will they, yeah. will they, will what, they jump into the what's game? What's their agenda? Is it better? It should always be education, right? That should be the agenda, but you would hope. we know, that's not, not that's What not will things even look like in six years? Things have changed dramatically in the last two yeah, years. Point. Exactly. I, I, you're right. I don't know what school looks school, like. Right? I don't know what school looks like six years from now. Right, exactly. Yeah. Although if history is any uh, indicator, there'll be very little change. Yeah, probably. Because people don't like to change it. They, they're making too money, <laughs> much money off to. the way that it is right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, good morning. It's Bruce, Judy, Cheese, infant producer Miranda, who has just gotten around to the Netflix series... Narcos, you finally mm-hmm. got it. Right. It's been out for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which which is, by the way, based in in reality. Obviously, there's some you know liberties they may take, but a lot of it is absolutely based in fact with tracing, starting with drug cartels in South America and working its way into Mexico and kind of the the balance of power. It's a bit of a drama, needless to say, as you can well imagine. But the fact that you come in almost every day and tell me something more you love about Pablo Escobar, uh, I find interesting. I think I've already ruined it for her because I I told her how it ended. Mm -hmm. And she was shocked. And I'm like, Uh, what do you mean you didn't know? I got the news. I thought he was alive, honestly, because he had, like, such power. And I don't know. He was just Pablo. Pablo, I think. I don't know. He's, he makes me fangirl. I'm so obsessive with Pablo. She's fan I can't girling. even think. So I know what to get her for uh, for Christmas. We're getting her the Pablo Escobar sweatshirt, right? <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, the one you'll with love the, it. With the rope around it. You want that one? Yeah. You know, okay. he killed people, wow. right? Yeah, but. Yeah, but. Sidebar. Yeah, but. And then here in Chicago, we've just recently had the wife of El Chapo, mm-hmm. the Mexican. Uh, drug lord, uh, cartel leader, uh, Sinaloa cartel, um, sentenced uh, basically for aiding and abetting, part of a conspiracy, if you will. For spending the drug money. That too. But there is a bit of a fascination. There's a fascination with these cartels, with these drug lords. Joining us right now is Corey Cepeda. And Corey is an author, a new book called La Familia, Loose Ends, that that really gets into kind of the the nitty gritty uh, and and tells the story of, uh, granted, a fictional uh, cartel, but certainly a lot of it is based in how these cartels 
work, how they run, right, Corey? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and yeah, can I get one of those sweatshirts put on order for me too? <laughs> Pablo Escobar sweatshirt, you got it. Yeah, but I mean, there is a fascination with these these cartels, with these drug lords. They 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 become almost mythical. They they do. They become very uh, mythological people. It, it's amazing how they're. Uh, their stories and their reputations have just transcended time. I, I remember as a little boy watching the news in the mid eighties and hearing about the violence of Pablo Escobar and just thinking, man, that's somebody I never want to run into or meet or, or a place I never really want to travel or live. Now that I'm older, I would love to go to Colombia and visit it. But yeah, there's, there's such an amazing fascination with them. I, I think that, you know, 99, there's a lifestyle there that 99% of people, you know, never get to live. And, and people see that power and, and influence and somewhere really deep down, they, they, they kind of desire that and want that. And, and that's not to say that, you know, they want all the violence that comes along with it, but, but they want that type of respect. So in a, in a really weird way people have the opportunity to kind of live vicariously through these individuals to see what that type of, uh, you know, respect commands. Cause I mean, when, when, when you say the word, you know, cartel there, there's a unexplainable, I think anxiety that yeah. comes with that and a very, very healthy respect factor too. When you say cartel, you're you're not talking about a low level street gang, right? You're, you're talking about a very very highly organized and savage machine uh, that instills fear in just about everyone, politicians and police officers and judges and your your average everyday uh, citizen throughout the world, and and people understand that it's a very brutal. Uh, lifestyle, even though it, it does get to tend, you know, to be fantasized just a little bit on TV and romanticized a little bit on TV, but there is a just an un, unbelievable brutality that comes with that, and, and I think people have a healthy respect for it and do want to understand it. So, uh, yeah, people like uh, Escobar and Gallardo, Felix Gallardo oh, yeah. and El Chapo. Uh, these these guys have just built reputations for themselves that I think. Everybody else in that cartel game set they set the bar for, and, and they want to try to emulate Live that. Live up and to it wow. We're talking to yeah, author Corey Cepeda, uh, La Familia, Loose Ends. La Familia. Is, La Familia, his book, Loose Ends. Do you, I, I, when, I, when, when I hear you talking about it, I, it reminds me of like the mob. It does have some right when like people who it? are really you know mob bosses and yeah cartel mobs bosses. and how we loved our Tony Soprano and there's you know, there's always Gotti. like the Robin Hood <laughs> aspect to it. Yeah, there's a, there's a reverence there with with my book. I will you know you you said it perfectly. It is a fictional uh, series, but I I would say that there's a little bit of uh, character sprinklage, if you will, for some of my my characters in this book, I, as I was writing this series, I, I took a little bit of everyone and, and just kind of sprinkled very loose uh, uh, historical things in there because I felt like I couldn't just make my characters about one person because they fit so many people. But yeah, you're right. It, it, it does. It's, it's so weird. You know, it's just this kind of mafia cartel uh, uh, lifestyle that just really 
fixates people and, and they want to know more about it. And, and I'm glad you brought up The Sopranos because that is one of my all-time favorite shows. <laughs> yeah. Breaking Bad and, sure. and the bottle frame, you know, once they entered in, everything went up to a 20-plus. And, yeah, people love that. There, there's something that's romantic and, and hypnotizing and mesmerizing, I think, about the Spanish yeah. culture as well. You know, and, it, and terrifying it, at the same time, yeah. Corey, yeah. thank you very much. We appreciate your time today. Best of luck with the new book, La Familia, Loose Ends, uh, again, about a Mexican drug lord, a Mexican uh, cartel, uh, certainly based in a lot of uh, the reality out yeah. there, right? Might be a perfect time to go do a little golfing, right? How about links and drinks? Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. Klein Creek Golf Club is the place. July 26th is the date where we are going to have ourselves a bit of a WLS golf tourney. Yeah. And you can be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Golf now, with us. Whether you golf every weekend, once in a while, or you're just looking for a hell of a reason to not go to work, Monday, July 26th, this <laughs> is for you. You can register right now at WLSAM.com. There's all kinds of prizes. When I say prizes, Tons. there are a lot of prizes. I feel confident that it just, you're going to win something. Seems like it. It seems like it, right? Um, and we will all be regaled by uh, John Howell's call stories. Which there are many, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure that he'll make some stories. He'll make a few of them along the way. They'll be talking about Are they made up? I don't know about that. (laughs) I've seen that swing. That's a sweet swing. Well, I'll see it in person. We'll we'll see if he's as good as as everyone says he is. Links and drinks. Open golf outing again. July 26th at Klein Creek Golf Club uh, out in Winfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, Register right now. WLSAM.com. We'd love to see you out there. Say hi. Hit, hit the ball around, hit the little potato around a little Have bit, a and see how, see how we do, right? Yeah. I'm not hitting any balls. Saturday. I'm hitting it, the bar, though. Saturday is uh, <laughs> Juneteenth. June 19th is a, now, it's it's a holiday. It's, it's, it's a recognized holiday in Illinois. We just became the 47th state to recognize it. Uh, Governor Pritzker did. Um, and the U.S. Congress just recognized it and passed legislation that makes it an official holiday, Juneteenth. But I still think there's a lot of education that needs to go on with this. I I don't think most people have any concept of what it is. And if you think about it, it is an interesting holiday. Think about the other holidays we have. Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. Veterans Day. President's Day. Yeah. Juneteenth is celebrating the end of slavery. It's a holiday celebrating the end of one of the darkest chapters in American history, yeah. you know, slavery, which in and of itself is interesting, I, I find, from that standpoint. But I certainly cannot deny I, the story of Juneteenth alone is fascinating. July... June 19th as the date was chosen because that is the date that the final slaves were freed by the Emancipation Proclamation in Galveston, Texas. Why is that important? That's because President Lincoln signed into law, uh, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation was issued two years before that. That's how long it took for the news to get to Galveston, Texas. They didn't know what they didn't know. They didn't know they'd been freed two years prior. Wow. 
Which brings up a whole other yeah, no yeah. set of uh, uh, concerns, issues, if you will. But I like the idea of celebrating the end of sl- slavery. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's uh, To me, it absolutely makes total sense. You know, I'm, And by the way, in Illinois, we're going to call it National Freedom Day. Freedom Day. Yeah. Okay. And I'm fine with that. And there, there is a, a, a element to that. It is slightly embarrassing, though. Maybe I'm the only one. That I know so little about this. And that I, I knew so little about the date and the history behind it. Well, don't feel so bad but, because uh, we've learned that a lot of people in the black community don't know that much about it. We're all, it's, it's a collective thing we, that's been happening the past year or two that we're all learning about Juneteenth, right? I just learned about Juneteenth last year. Okay, last year, there Miranda. you go. Yeah, they never taught us in school about well, it. Well, that, that, that's the embarrassment, I guess. If, if there is no acknowledgement of this history, we learned about the uh, the Tulsa massacre. I learned about it through an HBO series. Yeah, I learned it from watching American Pickers. You got it from American yeah. Pickers. You know that, that there's so much American history. Leave world history out of it. That apparently I don't even know. Yeah, that's the yeah. That I could see why it's that a little embarrassing, embarrassing to yeah, a certain sure extent. I, I'm not proud of that mm-hmm. fact. But Juneteenth is uh, is Saturday. A lot of people will be celebrating it tomorrow. And Judy is here to restore your faith in humanity. When a woman marries, she is generally showered with gifts. But one big-hearted bride recently decided it was better to give than receive. In fact, the Florida woman gave the biggest gift of all: the gift of life. Now, just two days after she took her vows, Debbie Neal Strickland swapped her wedding dress for a hospital gown in order to donate a desperately needed kidney. Whoa. The lucky recipient, her brand new husband's former wife. Maylene wow. Merte has long suffered from kidney disease. They were functioning at about 8% of normal capacity. Now, without a transplant, her odds of survival decreased every day. The hunt for a donor match was on. Miraculously, Debbie was one match. She underwent the life-saving surgery just 48 hours after her nuptials. Now, since that successful procedure, Maylene and Debbie have bonded, of course, and they're now, they now refer to each other as kidney sisters. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that is tremendous. I know, right? Now that's that's kindness. some selflessness. Your new in husband's there. ex. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. Wow! Shout out to them. Restoring <laughs> <laughs> your faith in humanity. Talk about bygones be bygones. Good for you guys. Hey, thank you for that, Judy. Restoring our faith in humanity. Also, thanks a lot to MG and the posse mm-hmm. over there in Mission Control for pressing all the buttons. Infant producer Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass doing her job. We've got, of course, DJ Cheese working the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And Nick Gale, who will stick around and continue to keep you up to speed on everything you need to know from the news, the traffic, the weather. Listen, packages it all together and delivers it for you right here. Coming up next on WL. Yes.